0: Good evening all and all. Welcome along to the UK Dallas Cowboys Fan Club podcast. It is season four, episode twenty-five. And once more, gentlemen, it is Victory Polo Tuesday. How are you both doing?
1: Yeah, doing good. It was a it was a good result this weekend, but scary at points. But um, you know, when you when you look at the if you were to look at the statistics, you'd be thinking that we came off the bad end of this. But um yeah,
2: almost good. had the fifth burger. Yeah,
0: good, good, good sporting weekend for you, Jamie.
2: Oh yeah, no, I mean that was nice, uh, nice result Saturday night for Leeds, and then yeah, good day. I Went down to Wembley on on Sunday for the last um, for the last NFL UK game, and um, it was good to catch up. There was plenty of people from the group and um, met up pre-game. I met a couple of people inside the stadium as well, so it was nice to see old and new faces. Um, so keep your eyes out for them, for the games next year as well. So we'll do some more of the meetups. We, we fell by the wayside a little bit, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll pick them up. And then obviously on the way back, we, we um, me and my cousin dro- drove down. We did we did a day trip. So we ended up watching the Cowboys um, game on the, on the phone on the way back, which is rather interesting. Um, but yeah, this day, like Long said, it was, yeah, nervy at times, but I think, that, you know what I mean? That, um, I think I think we saw the coming out party with Tony Pallard this weekend. Mm.
0: We're we we definitely going to have some heated discussions on that tonight. I can tell. Mm. Um, as you can see there, look a forty nine twenty nine victory uh, at AT and T attendance was just under ninety four thousand. We're second in the NFC Beast with the six and two record, um, and I think we're in third. We're third overall in the NFC. Obviously, that still only gives us the number five yep. ranking. But uh, yeah, good, good, good weekend. Um, that that team who we dare not call by name are still undefeated. But I think their time is coming. Yeah. Um, and I think I I think a lot of a lot of the power rankings now I'm seeing have us ranked in the fourth or fifth spot. Do you think that's a fair reflection?
2: Have they really played anybody though? That's no disrespect to the teams around, but the players. Mm. We had a backup quarterback. Um, yeah. Have they really? Have they really played anybody to suggest that they're they they're that good? Um, I had a couple of, a couple of conversations this weekend. Um, I I still picked the Bills. are better. The Bills are better than the than the Eagles. Mm. The, the Bills are my are, are my tip for the AFC to go to the Super Bowl this year. Yeah. And I yeah. think if, if that team that we don't want to speak about get there, I think the Bills would wipe the floor of them.
0: Yeah. I definitely, definitely, definitely see that. But um as as always, folks, and it looked great to see there was a couple of comments in before we'd even logged in for tonight's show. Uh get your get your thoughts in from Sunday's game. Um as I say, Benny, great to have you along tonight. Um and DJ Dog with a couple of comments here in terms of Jerry's going to spin on this on Demone Clark, return of Tyrant Smith, and trade deadline admission additions. So um, we are going to get to those. So don't worry about that. Um, so the first thing, obviously, look we're going to talk about in terms of injuries and updates. Surprisingly, I think, or unsurprisingly in my case, we didn't make any additions today. And in the last half hour, it's been announced that Tristan Hill has been waived. He was a healthy scratch on Sunday. Um, Timon Clark got forty defensive snaps. We're entering the bye week, and we've multiple injuries, especially in our secondary. Um, which you know, I think I think the bye week is coming right at the at the time we need it to get some guys healed up.
1: Yeah, I completely, completely agree. I mean, obviously, you saw Donovan Wilson leaving the field, going into the locker room at one point, ran back out onto the field, finished off the game. Yeah, had j coming off at points as well. He was off and on. Um, but, I mean, the, I think the main thing about our team is that, you know, this year, you know, if you had half of these injuries that we had, normally a team would actually like crumble. We've got young guys that You know, it's a testament to this coaching staff, to be honest, that these guys are able to plug in and play. And, you know, there's not really a hell of a lot of drop-off. I thought Mekwamu was quite a physical presence as a safety uh, on Sunday. Um, You know, Marquise Bell was in a couple of snaps as well. And then as for Damone Clark, I mean, Damone Clark ended up playing 40 snaps because Anthony Barr went down with an injury as well. Um, you know, and seven, he still played 17 snaps on special teams as well. So, you know, for somebody who was literally thinking, Oh, yeah, I'll just be playing special teams, you know, <laughs> to, mm-hmm. to, to suddenly, yeah, I think he was standing on the sideline and George Edwards shouted on him and he's like, What, what, you know, and it's, you know, he had to go and find his helmet
2: quickly and get on the field. So, um, yeah. I think, yeah, I, I think the. The way we're trending, you, you generally see don't you, that teams make additions that are pushing up in towards the playoff spots. Um, defensive side of the ball, I'm not really surprised that we didn't make any moves in terms of, in terms of bringing in. Do you know what I mean, apart from we needed to shore up the middle on the defensive line. Uh, def- uh, yeah, I'm sorry, on the defensive line, just because we were a little bit sketchy and, for the, at the run, and we seem to, with Hankins, we've done that. Um, I think of anything, I would probably like to see maybe a wide receiver coming just to give us a little bit more of a veteran presence. Mm-hmm. Um, but CD Lamb's coming on week by week. Um, I mean, Gallops, there, Brown's shown that he can he can do, he can he can at least hold down the third wide receiver spot. Mm-hmm. Um, dare we say the name? But there's still a guy out there that's a free agent that's pretty much. Fit now, I I I get what you mean. Um But if if you want that veteran help and someone that's a bit of a dynamic receiver, there's there's always I'd, I'd back Beckham out there. Yeah. Um. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't press the panic button. Like you say, I think like you say that this coaching staff seems to be heading in the right direction. The defense is playing well. Yeah. Is, I think- is there any need to to bring in somebody else when? I don't really, especially even like say a wide receiver, maybe four at a push, they're going to come in at. So, I, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna worry too much about bringing anybody in.
0: Yeah, Person, per personally, look, I don't want that circus coming to town. Um, by all by by all reports, which are coming out of America, is that he's waiting on a phone call from the Buffalo Bills. And look, if he wants to go to the Buffalo Bills, good luck to him. You know he's he 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 seems to be a front runner, and you know, look, he's earned it. But I wouldn't want him anywhere near my team. But Lauren, I'll give you your your, your say on it.
1: Yeah, I I I mean the fact that he's coming off an ACL injury. Um, you know we've already got one receiver coming off an ACL injury this year, and you know we've only just managed to get him back into the game this week. Uh, I think the game plan was obviously skewed to get him in as as often and as early as possible um you know we still don't you know washington's only a a couple of weeks away i think you know i think the plan is to start activate his window this week um you know we don't know what we've got in washington play a couple weeks with washington see how he goes and then you know then pull the trigger if obj is still there but um you know and the, the, there was talk with doing a deal with Houston but um mm-hmm. H- Houston the their wide receiver there um can't really mention him by name cuz that's that's yeah. tampering but um yeah
0: <laughs> so just just a bit of breaking news just the guys from blogging the boys have just put this out, is that uh, Dallas did have talks with with Houston Texans about Brandon Cooks before the deadline
2: Apparently um, they wanted the an absolute fortune for him, didn't they? I, I'd seen rumours. They were looking
0: for a second round, I believe. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Um, I'm just trying to have a quick look down through the article here. Um, yeah, just basically they couldn't figure things out in the end. And, I mean, you were looking at an absolute fortune in taking his contract on from... Um, from for from what it was. Um I think you were looking at something like 18 million. And good evening, uh Joe Exotic. How are you, sir?
2: <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> Paul, Paul, I'm disappointed. We mentioned this in the group and where was the where was the glass smashing stone called Steve Austin intro when you walked in?
3: man I forgot my beers you know
2: <laughs> you, you need to leave and come back
3: <laughs> Nah, I've got one more I've got one more Halloween party which is after Halloween so I need, and I still need to keep this for a week so <laughs>
2: <laughs> I love the fact that all the pictures that oh you did the joys like you still had a cowboys i and still repping every like, opportunity absolutely I, I,
3: was <laughs> songs, I was wearing my cowboy songs wearing my cowboys hat i yeah. always rip when i'm it, always but but guess what though i did win uh best costume so hey there you <laughs> go that was a point. boy bought <laughs> apples it hey, was it strawberry salsa was it so i tanned that within within 10 minutes <laughs> <laughs> That's no surprise. Nah, no surprise for me, my man.
2: Yeah.
0: So just, 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 just bringing you up to speed, Paul. Just um, there, there's been an article there from the guys on Blogging the boys that said um, Brandon Cooks. There were talks before the trade deadline, but it couldn't get a deal organised. Um, now, obviously, they were looking for a second round pick as well someone picking up his his huge contract. So. You no know, chance I don't ask
3: for a second, not a chance.
0: Yeah, I mean, considering Michael Lamb is on the hook for the next few years at the end of the season, we have to make a decision on CD Lamb. I think, unless you're bringing in someone as a veteran on a very minimum amount of money, you weren't going to see a wide receiver coming in.
3: No, no, I mean, I mean, there's there's from what I can tell, there, was, there is other wide receivers out there, but the, if there was like the, the creme de la creme, the ones that you could have fought betrayed them was obviously Moore, um, Cooks, mm-hmm. and there was one other name. I can't remember who it was, but basically, but knowing us, we'll probably end up getting frisked in terms of our trade value. Like, yeah, yeah. it always seems to be us. Like, it's like, oh, the Cowboy's interested. What's up, up to a second? It seems to be that market and value, like whenever we're interested in any trade whatsoever, mm-hmm. it, it's just too expensive.
1: Yeah. yeah, and I mean, you you look at the cap figure that we've got at the moment. We're only just six point eight million at the moment. I think it is under the cap because um, of the way everything works with the uh, with the the in season uh, formula. So, I mean, that'd be a hell of a lot to take on if you were taking. You'd, you'd be needing um, cooks to to re- renegotiate his deal, and the only signed an extension at the beginning of the season as well so chances of them renegotiating would be slightly more i think
0: lauren correct me if i'm wrong on this but i think the 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 deadline to restructure any deals couldn't be done after four o'clock yesterday i think i read that somewhere that you can't restructure a deal after yesterday Right, so okay, well, that, you were on the hook right, for his, yep. his his salary this year, right? So that that, that probably also played into the Cowboys' um, thinking. But the, 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 the other significant news obviously, it's broken the last half hour. Tristan Hill has been waived. Um,
2: Massive, i mm.
0: surprised by that. Um,
3: to, to a certain extent. To a certain extent, I am a bit surprised. Yeah. Um I mean, I thought he was actually coming on nicely. Like I know it was, I know it was a contract year and stuff like that. But um, but wish him all the best. Um, he, he will get picked up by an team. He mm, will. Yep. Right. Um, but yeah, it's he was one of those players that just never really managed to get the cylinders going since he was drafted. Like, was it four years ago? Like yeah had, uh, twenty nineteen. He was pretty much red shirted his rookie season and he was barely got any game time. Like he got injuries in his second season and last season he was like in and out, in and out. He did show glimpses of good things and this year he, same again, glimpses of good things, but not enough to be a starter for a second round draft pick. So uh, unfortunately it's just one of those ones that just never worked out.
2: Do you know, yeah, I'm, I don't mean, know. I'm on the same, same boat as you, Apologise, I think if it would have been during pre season, it would not have surprised me. But, like you said, the longer he, he stayed on the roster and he started, not not massive numbers, but he were, he were making a little bit of an impact for a role player. So, kind of, I think a little yeah. bit out of left field for, for where we are in the season anyway.
3: Yeah, I mean, we'll take an example last week's game, not against the Bears, but um, God, who did he play last week? The Lions lines but like he was he was probably one of the, the ones that really stood out in that game like i don't know how many tackles for losses he had. i think it was the like two tackles for losses he had in that game but mm. yeah but hey ho but wish, you, wish him all the best and uh hopefully he doesn't play good against us in the future so yeah
0: so the the, the other point here i so joe's kind of mentioned that as usual jerry hasn't has done nothing again dj dog has kind of brought up the point the spin will be the Jamone Clarks came in, Tyron Smith on his way back, and we haven't added anything for that reason. Are any of you disappointed we haven't added depth?
3: I will say well, this. Oh, uh, oh, sorry, oh, sorry you go, Lauren. The, the
1: one thing I would say is people are people forgetting that we did trade for Hankins last week. Now, you know, that is you and I were talking last week, Brian, you were saying when was the last time we made a trade that wasn't draft related? And yeah. You know, we, what was it? We had to go back to 2019, I think it was, or something like that. So, um, 2020,
0: I think, was what it was. It was, or, it was two years, 20,
1: yeah. Yeah, so twenty twenty, two years. So you mm. can't say he hasn't done anything. And, you know, by all accounts, there was, you know, if, if you believe the rumours, we were in talks about Bradley Chubb. Um, what? You know.
3: Oh, yes. Well, just, this is news to me no Bradley,
1: so, somebody has posted saying that yeah. um Miami outbid the Seahawks and the Cowboys for Bradley Chubb now you know uh, somebody then said that it was it was a case of fake news and all that sort of stuff mm-hmm. but, you know yeah. as Brian broder says when you're when you're in the front office the the one thing you should do is obviously identify an area of strength and build on that um, you know that's that's like your your front office 101 um so i could quite believe that we've we've done that um but um you know obviously and i mean even G- jerry has been on the record this week saying that you know he's realizing that his own personal window for getting another championship is closing um you know and he he, w- he wants to get back to the championship, so he was willing to do it. Obviously, he wasn't willing to, to mortgage the future the way some people have. I mean, obviously the Rams were talking about giving away another two first round picks, mm-hmm. which would take them to something like uh, 2027 20, before they had the next first round pick at the moment. Um you know, but uh you know, Jerry's not Jerry's not willing to do that, or at least Stephen's not willing to do that, perhaps. Mm. Um, but you know, they they were exploring avenues and just couldn't get anything done. And again, maybe it's team teams trying to fleece us. Yeah, and I
0: like I think I think you're making a good point there, Lauren, in ter- terms of teams fleecing us because, as 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 much as everyone loves to get on the back of the front office about the amari cooper trade and i still think they got the best they could in a fifth rounder even though people don't want to hear it and want to compare the aj brown and the hollywood brown uh trades you're not comparing apples with apples on that at all but if 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 they got fleeced on trade they get screamed at as well so i think They've tried their best, they've done what they can, and aren't willing to give up first round and second round picks.
3: Which is, I, I don't blame them, don't blame them. Yep. I, I would rather keep that and save that for the
2: future for sure. you know it's, it's, it's always the same in it is, there's, there's the value that we have, the value that the team either trading for our players or we're trading for is, and then there's the real value in this. So it's Cowboys clearly got what they could only get for for Cooper. Yeah, we can also say it, it wasn't a lot. But mm-hmm. in the long... You look at it in a way, don't you? He saved, saved quite a bit of money on the cap. The
3: fact that you're mentioning Cooper right now uh, and how he's played so far this season and... What we traded them away for still just buns my head, buns my mind. Oh god,
2: yeah,
3: don't, yeah, don't get me wrong. I'm I, like, I was going to make, I was going to mention though, like you mentioned the the, the Clark there, and I want to ask you guys this: like, what does this leave, Jabril Cox?
1: Because
3: <sighs> I, not- I am, I'm, I am, I am absolutely clueless to what's going on right now. Like, 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 don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm happy the Clark came in. But yeah where's Jabril Cox? Where where is he? Like I,
0: I, yeah. I, I think the big thing here is with with Jabril Cox is they might try and just keep him for next season again because you're potentially losing Van Deret and Barr and you're only gonna have Micah, Damone Clark, Jabril Cox, and Luke Gifford might hang about, Devin Harper might hang about. Mm-hmm. You know, so Jabril Cox will come in as a starter next year if you don't pick up a linebacker in the draft and you don't renew one or both of bars. So I'm not I'm not drawing the line under him or drawing the line through him yet, but that's my take.
3: Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah I mean I think Damone, Damone Clark is more your middle linebacker. I think Cox mm-hmm. is probably your your will or maybe even your sam, sam if need be but um you know i think obviously having R there has been a bit of a progress stopper for him and then i think there is obviously there's some something mentally with the injury or the injury hasn't healed quite as effectively as it should have i don't know um but there's there's something that's obviously acting as a block for him getting onto the field. Um, because I mean, he was obviously technically he was a healthy scratch this weekend. Um, he was he was one of our seven inactives. So there's 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 something there now. Obviously, Bar went down middle middle of the game, I think, which is why Damone Clark was in for forty plays. Yeah. Um, so maybe maybe this. Obviously, see how he comes at the back end of this bye week, but um, you know maybe there's scope where uh, Cox is activated next week or whatever. So.
3: Yeah,
0: and I mean, I think I think with the level of depth that they're carrying on the defensive line, as well, you you, you they're, they're looking more to have that defensive front right, and carrying as few as they can in the in the linebacker core and hope look hopefully these things will balance out over the next 8 8 to 10 weeks once once we get back after the bye week
2: yep yep
0: but be, be, before we do move into actually talking about the game itself just to let everyone know even though it is the bye week and there, there there's no pre-game show thursday or post-game show next tuesday we are having a fan rant show on thursday night so mike will be along and it's a a, listeners questions you guys can throw in whatever you want whatever you want to talk about you can do that and then next tuesday we are going to have a draft show so we're gonna talk about this year's draft class um, from 2022, just the initial thoughts, and we are also going to look towards the 2023 draft as well. Jeez, we're not even halfway through the season yet. <laughs> it's, it's by week, Paul. This is when we start talking draft.
1: Well, <laughs> well face it, Paul, so some people after week one against Tampa were already looking scouring the, the, the foreign books for who, who was going to be first round
3: pick. <sighs> People are not real fans then. Yep.
1: <laughs>
3: Unlike your skip Baylesses is out there. Oh, he gives me the creeps.
0: <laughs> this more creep this
3: is more creepier than my mustache right now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, on, and on that note, we'll move over to <laughs> So forty nine points. Just shy of a 50-burger on Sunday. I mean, Tony Pollard had a great game. Dak is back. Um, Everything seems to be rosy in the garden. The defense is getting better. Poor Graham is getting absolutely slaughtered, even though he's not on tonight's show. (laughs) So... Look, give us your initial thoughts on the offence, how they performed on Sunday.
3: Offensive line were outstanding. Outstanding. Yep. Like, th- that for me was Tyler Beade's best ever game in the Cowboys jersey. Like, I, and I think, like, since he's started going with uh, Duke Miniweather, we're seeing him, like, he did have a rocky start at the start of the season, like, obviously with Tampa and stuff like that, but... We're seeing a continued progression by Adish game by game by game. He's not giving up any pressures or hardly any pressures. I don't even think he's actually given up any sacks within, according to PFF. I, I believe. I uh, will need to double check that, but he's been phenomenal, by Adish And 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 I was one of his biggest, biggest critics last year. It's like like he was like one of the beat points where. He just wasn't getting into the right position, wasn't making the right blocks, but it seems to have really got his head screwed on and we're, we're starting to see a massive improvement in the continuity within the uh, offensive line as well. And and I was just about to see say this. Big shout out to our, all of our tight ends, not just number 86, but all of our tight ends. For some of the blocking they did in that run game, particularly Ferguson, holy crap. That was like... Like I, I, when he sealed the edge in, my goodness. Like, I, I don't know what else to really say, but our basically our run offense was on point in that game. It's nothing mm-hmm. to do with Tony Pollard. It, like, Tony Pollard looked great, but even if Seat was in there, he would have still got, I would say, probably the same amount of yards. Uh, or, whatever, or not like the, in terms of fair distribution, that so it would have been like a touchdown for Zeke, a touchdown for Pollard, or whatever, or not but even still, it, all the credit needs to go down to the actual guys that made those blocks to open those gaps up for Tony Pollard. So, big, big shout out to those guys,
1: yeah. I mean, you still saw flashes of Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard is in some respects watching him run is a bit like Barry Sanders, where you know, for every uh, extended run play that he has, you still get tackled eight yards in the backfield on the next play, or what have you. So he, he you know, where Zeke is very rarely has a negative yardage play. You know, Tony Pollard seems to rack them up. Um, mm-hmm. I think the offense this week, you know, they kept Dak moving as well. So you know, you you didn't expose Tony Pollard in terms of his pass protection as well, and. All Tony Pollard really had to do was stand there and get run over half the time, you know, when he was blitz protecting, which is, you know, that is that is blocking if essentially anything more than that, and you you're liable to get called for holding in this league. Um but yeah, I think Pollard obviously did have a monster game. But I mean, you, you think he only had fourteen touches again, you know, and the the, the sort of distribution between him and Malik Davis, yeah. um, you know, was pretty much as as you would expect if Zeke was in there as well. You got to feel for Malik Davis because Malik Davis should have got the the touchdown. I think you know it was literally you know millimeters that his foot had crossed the line supposedly. Um, but then you you wouldn't have seen the good um, touchdown celebration with uh, Ferguson and Schultz if if uh,
2: Malik Davis had scored. So. He looks at Pollard as well. Looks at, for me. Looks, looks more of an accomplished runner now. When he, when he first came into the league, seemed very sketchy at times. Always kind of trying to bounce to the outside. Whereas now you see him. He's not afraid to go at the middle. Um, and let let the players develop a lot more. And um, so say early on, especially with, with rookie, with rookie runners, that kind of, they're a bit too excited out there. And you see that a lot in the running, but he's, I think and it was mentioned on, on the broadcast as well, as I was driving home, Um, seems to be now getting to, to the stage now where he, you could see him as an as a, a free, a, a free down back, whereas he was never Never that to start with in the first few years of his of his career. Um, it's certainly going to be interesting because I'm sure it is well in this contract year for Tony Pollard as well.
0: Yeah, it is yeah. The contract year.
2: Like, I always seems like, the same in the contract year. These these kind of players ball out a lot more. <laughs> I be look, interesting.
0: Looking towards 2023, I don't think I think we're in the last Baker's dozen of Tony Pollard's games as a Dallas Cowboy. I don't think we're going to be able to afford him, to renew him. Um, and, you know, I, 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 I'm I, surprised we haven't had a lot more comments in on this so far this evening and look, it's something we probably should talk about. You know, what happens when Ezekiel Elliott is fit again? Because he should be fit coming out of the bye week. Like, I think they've been sort of splitting this snaps maybe 60-40 in Zeke's favour. I've no problem if it goes to 50-50 in, in terms of snaps. You know, there's there's a role for both of these guys.
2: Well, there's a role, yeah. but Zeke's contract's going to dictate the fact that he's going to start. You don't pay a running back mm-hmm. that much. Or, well, let's say, say that, not just a running back. You don't play pay any player that amount of money on a yearly basis and have him warming the bench regardless if he's yeah. producing or not. Um but then you can also flip flip it on the other side though. This is this could potentially be Tony Palace last year. Could could this be Zeke's last year? Because it's going to get to the point where the Cowboys are going to be able to have the luxury of being able to eat some of that contract. They say that's not saying I want Zeke off this off this roster, but you've got to make yeah. tactical decisions of because the other players are going to come up eventually. Lamb's going to come up. You've got to do something with Lamb's contract. There's going to be some players on that offensive line. That defensive line. Um, you're going to have Trayvon Diggs coming up yep. in the next couple of years. And then you've obviously got arguably, I know it's only second year, but arguably the best defensive player in the league at the minute. His contract's going to come up. Now, do you value a running back? salary more than you would say micah parsons contract and yeah. that's not disrespect to zeke, but if if Parson keeps going on the level he is i would rather have him on a bigger contract than having a having a running back with some tread on the tires eating that amount of salary cap up
1: yeah, yeah. i mean the, the one thing i would say is that yes you know follow the money and zeke should be starting but I think the Cowboys have a luxury that Zeke doesn't have—the ego anymore. That he cl- claims, you know, he realizes that he needs Pollard as much as anything. So mm. Zeke, Zeke was probably Pollard's biggest cheerleader there on Sunday as well. Yeah. So I mean, you saw after the the fifty-four-yard touchdown run that Zeke was Zeke was the first one to meet him off the field as well, and. You know, and you saw the guys walking back to the locker room and Zeke's you know arm in arm with Tony and all that sort of stuff so there there is good chemistry there um you know and it, you're seeing it across the board I mean obviously you know Dalton Schultz obviously his game's picked up because Dak's back, but um you know he's 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 mixing it up with Ferguson and Hendershot, and you know that that touchdown celebration as well just goes to show that. You know, he he obviously sees the writings on the wall, he's probably not going to be here next year. Um, you know, and yet he's still mixing it up with the guys and having a laugh with them and all that. So that the chemistry is there for this team that you know these guys are willing to, you know, take five or six snaps off if it's a case of making sure somebody else gets on and you know that they can do a job and it's there will be some games where Pollard probably gets sixty percent of the snaps, and z and gets forty. It all depends on who we're going up against, and you know yeah. what what the the coaching staff perceive as being the this the strength or the weakness of the team that we're facing. So,
0: yeah, I'm 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 just going to pull up this comment here, and Paul, I'll, I'll I'll address this question to you before we get too excited about Tony Pollard's Performance on Sunday. Mm. Do we need to remember that we were running against the 32nd ranked defense against the run?
3: That's a fair point. That's a very fair point. Um, and this is where it kind of goes back to the, the arguments like if seat was in there, who knows what kind of damage we could have done against this run mm-hmm. defense. We could have even had more yards, it could have been even more than the 50 bugger for all we know. Um, so um might not might not be better, we don't know, but yeah but it's a valid point um uh yeah i i don't really have really much else to say no, i think it's quite a valid argument like it is a we were up against one of the worst defenses in the nfl mm-hmm. but we did more like i think that's our first high scoring game we've had all season so it's mm-hmm. a good momentum boost going into this bye week up against like when we're going up against, like, the Green Bay the week after, so yeah. um, it's there's a lot of positives to take from it, despite how bad this defense was. So I, I'm I'm just taking all the positives from this right now. Is it, is it's, it's also it's also, mm. sorry, off. From,
1: it's also the most points that any team has scored this season so far. Oh, that's
3: so, a good point. Mm. Yeah. Yep. So,
1: on, nobody, nobody's
3: nobody's all, all, all things considering, that our offense was not really ranked within the top. 25, one of our, you've had one of the worst offenses, according yeah. to some people, and we still managed to pull that out of the bag. So, and I think the big factor difference as well is with that coming back as well. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I, I'll, I'll, t- I'm taking this dub regardless. Like, I don't mm-hmm. care what the stats say, whatever now, mm-hmm. a win's a win right now. Yeah.
2: It is, it's a, it's a valid point, but you've mm-hmm. got to take, I think you've got to take those rankings with a little bit of a pinch of salt. Because a, a team and and I to, to be fair, you could probably even look at it that no one really give our defense coming into this season a chance of of being productive as 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 as, as productive as they have been. And um, you've still got to run on the on these on this defense. You've still got to pass yeah. on this defense. So mm-hmm. it's yeah, it's, it's a valid point, but I also take it with a pinch of salt because anybody can turn upon the day. Um, and we've we've seen it time and time again against us. So yeah, always um, use this. I always use
3: this example when it came against us was the Cleveland Browns brought on that fisherman running back and absolutely yeah. dismantle us. That's probably the best example. No one knew who this kid was. Just got basically got pulled off a boat and it was put into the firing line and what rushed over like 125 yards or something like that so
2: i think we're at the ram a couple of years ago the rams back up running back i think he rushed for over 150 yards on us as well. didn't he so
0: cj anderson and playoff game
3: yeah. yeah yeah but 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 no but I, I but i'm the same as you joe don't get me wrong like i love the fact that we just got 49 points it's a it's so many positives going into this bye week like it's a good boost for dak to get back into the momentum of things he's now got time to kind of really start get back into the whole drills and Mm -hmm. maybe pick up some more plays from the playbook whatever and that um but yeah it's i i I can't really see any negative regards to this like Regardless of how bad the competition was, we still managed to put 49 points on the board. Like Brian just said, highest within the NFL right now. And we're going now going to now two games with the Packers and Vikings back to back after the bye week. And those games are going to be ones where we can really kind of test because they've got decent defenses really. So mm-hmm. it'll be very interesting to see how we do against those
2: guys. Yeah. To, and just just to add on the, the, the comment as well that you put up from from DJ Dog about the, the fumble recovery and the interception taken away by the yes. refs. How many times did they not throw a flag? How many? How many times? Oh does my! Micah I, I need still can't be believe hold? that happened. What was Justin and Fields how, thinking? That how many times does Micah Parsons have to be held before the referees are going to flop? Number forward? seventy. It's, it's disgusting.
3: That. Yeah, through that whole game, number seventy for the Bears. I don't know what his name is, but he Mm -hmm. should be. He is an absolute disgrace. The minute holding post, Mm -hmm. I think, and I can't remember who was playing on right tackle as well, but he was holding up Dante Fowler Jr. really bad, and 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 there was a yeah, there was a wee twist there, and it's like. And there was no flag being thrown for it, but that 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 little twist there could actually easily rupture an ACL or anything like that anything could have caused a, a severe injury, and nothing was getting nothing was getting thrown for it. It was absolutely that, shocking.
1: There was an interesting comment today on Twitter where Duke Manyweather has actually come out and said that when a defensive lineman goes to rip, i.e., bringing his arm up to try and rip the offensive lineman's hands away. The offensive linemen can't just let go. So Micah Parsons has been doing reps all the time. And, you know, you can't really con- call holding on that sort of situation. A lot of people then encountered, well, you know, whenever Tyron Smith has been called for holding that, invariably was the case the guy was trying to do that so you know it seems to be it I does th- seem to be one role for one and one role for the other It really yeah.
3: did like, like the one in parsons was really really bad because like even when the like fields was slightly going upfield to, to rush the ball mm-hmm. up before the a uh, threw it to whoever it was and fumbled it but yeah like the hands were going behind the back and onto the chest plate of parsons like as if he's getting pulled back and i'm just mm-hmm. like what the hell, man? It's like, it, 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 it's, and I don't think that I was the only one, but I think the NFL officiating on Twitter got must have got bombarded with the mm. like, with the amount of people saying it. it's like, okay, you guys need to do better because this is this is just ridiculous. And and it's been not just with us, but it's been throughout the whole NFL. The officiating yep. this year has been absolutely abysmal. It really has. It,
1: it's, it's, especially, especially on uh, roughing the passer penalties as well. Oh. We're almost, <laughs> yeah, almost, going back to the bit. I tell
3: you something though, like that hit on Justin Fields. I was expecting t- to see a flag. That that yeah. like straight down field and I actually took him out. Pretty much, I thought. that's like, okay, where's the flag? I was expecting a flag, but but it was a good hit. So, but yep. all the but it's all the all these all, all other stupid ones where it's like, but that was a legitimate tackle, he brought him down to the ground in a safe fashion. But where's the rough in the passer in this case? And even like from, and I don't know if you might remember this, Lauren, but do you not recall there was like a, a two second delay? Like, if you hit the quarterback after two set, like I think it was either a second or two seconds after the ball's been released, that's when you can say that's rough in the passer because you're still in that momentum shift and that, yeah. Like, it's hard to kind of like the ball's run away. Then after two seconds, it's like yeah, like you have enough time to kind of stop and kind of deflect. But within that time frame, it's like you can't avoid it. Like I just, I just think it's. Just, I don't know if that's been thrown out the window or whatever now. But I just, I just think it. The whole. I think, just been I, I, think
1: I think the whole thing with Golston, If I remember rightly, he was up in the air. He'd gone up to try and bat the ball down. The ball had gone through. But um, because he was up in the air, and because he, because of the way he made contact with fields, it was going in high, and that was the, that was the reasoning for it. And actually, I think one of the one of the sort of, if not the TV um, consultant um, official. Uh, he 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 explained that that would be the situation, but if not, I think it was certainly NFL officiating tweeted out this week that you know that that was the reasoning behind it, and that is a letter of the the law according to the rule book. But oh, um, it, it you certainly you know. The, there are some games where that gets called all the time. There's some games where, you know, it's almost like the guys don't see it.
3: So it, it, it just, I think it really just depends who you've got officiating on the day. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, uh, oh, Benny, what's happening, my friend? Good to see you. Um, but yeah, it, it was, I just found it was such a weird game, despite how well we played offensively and defensively and stuff like that it was just still a, such a weird game where some of the calls were like, oh, really? Yeah. I was like, it, it, feel, it, it kind of feel like the referees were trying to actually slow the momentum of the game in some parts. It, I, don't, I, I don't know, but it's so weird.
0: Yeah. We've, we, we've kind of slid over into the, the talking defensive side of the game. <laughs> but before, before we do move fully over onto that, there's been a couple of comments in here about the tight end room. And I, I, oh. I do want to get your, you guys what your opinion is on this. You know, in terms of the tight ends, obviously look, we've Dalton Schultz. We're suiting up four tight ends a week. All four tight ends can block. Like you've M- McKeon, you have Ferguson, you've Hendershot. who are all big 10 guys. They're from which is a physical smash, smash em league. Smash um, ball. Schultz is from Stanford. Stanford, yeah, and Stanford play a pro-style offense, which is pass-blocking heavy. So all of those guys, as you guys have rightly called out earlier in the show, they can all block. They can all help on the offense. Flying, we're running twelve and thirteen personnel at times. Um, and beautiful to so, watch. It was beautiful. Yeah, I mean, is is that is it a thing of the the, the tight end room is? set for the future or do you see tight end being something that gets addressed in the offseason because schultz is not going to be retained no
3: I, I know I've, well, i'm 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 confident he's not going to be here next year well like, yeah. i've got my re i've got my reasons behind it but i'm not uh, obliged to say unfortunately like yeah. uh so it's uh, just it's just a, it's just a, a, wee, a, a little bud was telling me about, about something why so um but I just don't expect Donald shows to be here next season. Um, it's it's definitely all down to more or less contract and pre- a, how he's been utilised within the Cowboys right now, and he's not happy about it. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, but in terms of like the and Ferguson, pff, man. Game by game, I'm more excited to see what these guys can do further on and f- like game by game. So, um but with with least to what you're saying there, Brian, like in terms to um Schultz for next year, like which we're saying is unlike he's very unlikely he's not going to be here. I still think we might address our, another tight end in off season or again in the draft. Like, yeah,
2: yeah, like, definitely, definitely yeah. at least a tight end free, are not we? Like yeah, a
3: late rounder in the tight end position, a late mm-hmm. rounder, a guy in, like that like you're saying, the Big Ten lead or something, that's it's a, it's yeah. a tight end. So just to kind of keep that same momentum going type of idea. So I think that's where they're kind of looking for that identity in terms of that part of that group. So that's definitely worth something to kind of keep note of.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, again, I think the, the main thing is obviously the coaching this year from Wanda Wells is obviously... Um, oh, yeah. Getting these guys up there, but um, what you what you've got to remember is we were sitting here during the draft, and you know we're watching all these tight ends going off the board, and we are going, to, God, you know who we're we going to end up with, and we ended up getting Ferguson in the fourth. And I was quite you know, happy that.
3: about
1: it. Oh, I know, I know, but I think we'd we'd just missed out on who was it? Oh, Isaiah yeah, Light yeah, the, there
3: was the, there was the tight end that went to Baltimore as well
1: yeah yeah so we missed out on a couple of those guys and you're thinking oh should we should we have um taken him around earlier or whatever you know hendershot as well i mean free, great agent well, 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 well,
3: drafted no yeah. yeah yeah sorry yeah
1: so picking those guys up that's that's brilliant so again that's our front office turning the stones over uh, proving, proving us,
3: uh proving us fans once again that we're actually on the wrong side of the stick I'm still maybe not maybe not so much their Mary Cooper trade, but still. But in terms of drafting, they seem to be on on the ball right now. Well, did you did you see a Mary Cooper try and throw a pass last night? I that was haven't. I haven't.
1: <laughs> oh, he, he 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 had an ender. He had an ender round uh, option yeah. pass, and he threw it straight into the uh, Cincinnati Bengals defensive back. The, the yeah. wide receiver wasn't fifteen yards in in the area or anything like that, so that was pretty terrible. Um, but I think that one of the things as well I liked in this game was the way that uh, Kellen Moore was actually catching the Bears' defense off off guard because obviously you saw three tight ends on the field, and you know that was bringing on the Bears' big defense, and then they were going they were they were bunching the three tight ends off the line out wide and everything like that and and working the screens and you know obviously we had a we had a discussion on Thursday night Paul um as part of as a, a part of the pregame show about you know will we ever see screens again and I think you know there were a couple of screens there um you know we were we were moving the ball with that as well so it's adding it's adding little um tricks without actually making it too exotic you're adding little intricacies that you know people are having to guard against and you're you're catching them out and and playing playing the advantages to yourself as well
0: and um, lauren i don't know if you're reading my mind or not because i was going to say this was my final question in terms of the offense Look, we've, we've all ragged on Kellen Moore in recent weeks for some of his play calling and some of his dubious play calling. But we have to give him credit this week in terms of like his first four drives, perfectly scripted, all resulted in touchdowns. He seemed to cut out the, the BS in terms of exotic plays and just played football. And I think the way the team performed with Dak back at quarterback, being able to distribute the ball play to everybody's strengths
1: Yeah I, th- I think so and I mean you know it, it's no surprise as well that Dak was actually able to run this time and I think you saw a couple of instances I think Dak must have ended up with a, at least 30 yards rushing um, which again adds, a, adds an element to the offense which makes it difficult I think you know, obviously, our third down efficiency this time was helped by the fact that the Bears' defense was, um, you know, giving up so many yards on first and second down that you literally had to sneeze over the line and you were you, you were you were getting the first down on third down. So, um, you know, it all worked well. And then, of course, getting off to the hot start and scoring on the first four possessions, um, you know, that that certainly helped.
0: Yeah. And just a couple of the comments there from Joe and DJ Dog in terms of Dak. Dak looked like the Dak of old, his demeanor out there was oozing leadership, and then Joe has come in with was it Kellen Moore's play calling or maybe Dak being back that made Kellen Moore look better? I think it's 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 kind of a combination of what both guys are saying in that Dak is Dak was there. He is the leader of this team. He exudes a calmness which flows through the whole offence. And, you know, that makes Kellen Moore's play calling better.
1: I I think as well, I mean, again, I'd mentioned this last week on last week's show that, you know, Dak's not actually um, making as many audibles at the line this year Mm -hmm. um, since he's come back. And, you know, maybe that's, you know, as he said, from standing on the sideline and watching all these plays progress from the sideline, He's yeah. getting to see it from a different thing. So he's he's seeing different things that, you know, maybe it, it, if he was going through his keys pre-snap um, earlier um, before this time off, he'd be sitting there going, right, okay, I'm going to check out this and I'm going to go to something else. You know, mm-hmm. he, he's not he's not going kill-kill all the time. He's not audibling and, you know, the, the plays that Kellen's probably sending in are actually the or you know the plays that we're running are the plays that Kellen Moore's sending in. So, um, yeah. as opposed to the plays that Dak's changing out. To.
0: Yeah, um, and I think just the just the last comment there from DJ Dog, just in terms of the rushing touchdown was from Dak was beautifully designed a fake jet sweep, fake round Hand off, and then D- Dak on the edge with a lead blocker. I mean, I think that was very well designed by Kellen. Yeah. And it's it's good to see the Dak was shown as wheels again, because that obviously was something he wasn't doing last year.
1: Yeah, I certainly had my heart in my mouth, though, the, the <laughs> one where he ran down the sideline, and it looked as if he was about to stick his hand out to stiff arm, the guy that, you know, he chose, rightly chose to go out out of bounds rather than trying to get another five or six yards and perhaps doing his ankle again. But
0: Yeah. So, and um, yeah, just a comment there from Big Lebarski. The interception was on CD rather than Dak, and he yeah. would have had a pretty perfect game. And I think, yeah, it and that's one thing that does still concern me with CD Lamb is that lack of a fight for a 50-50 ball.
1: I, th- I think the talk is as well is that he ran the wrong route. He actually ran more mm. of a a post pattern where it should have been an in, um, yeah. and if he'd run the in, then the safety had no chance of coming up in time for that. Safety likely would have missed as well, and you know, C D Lamb could have been off to the races. But um, that that'll be something that's graded on Monday, and um, you know, there'll be there'll be things being put into to at least try and teach C.D. Lamb better with that. Um, And hopefully, you know, that will work later on in the season. Yeah.
0: So I think, look, we're we're just shy of an hour into the show, and we did have a little bit of talk about the defence, but let's flip it over. So, again, the defence had a good game, but is there any concern? The fact the Chicago Bears put up nearly two hundred and fifty yards on the ground against
2: us. No, I think we've. I think they showed. I think they showed the week before. I think they didn't they go over two hundred and fifty the week before? They're I think a really this good is their third, team. third week running that they'd had it. So yes, if if a team's on a roll like that, it, it, regardless of who you got, it's it's hard to stop in it. If it Say just a little bit of momentum in a groove, yeah. And we, we 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 try to shore it up, um, with the with the Hankins trade, mm. maybe a week or so too early for him. I mean, to make a massive impact, and um, we know he's a good run stopper. Um, yeah. let's say if we if that trade were made maybe two weeks ago, I think that might have been a bit of a different outcome up the middle. Um, but I think. Not too concerning. I think I, I don't I don't I can't envision another team running that much on us as, as as the season progresses. I think
3: I think I, I tend to disagree with you on that one. Ooh. yeah, like I'm just looking at I'm just looking at her schedule just now. Like despite how what you may think about the New York Giants, but you can never say back off and say Quan Barkley right now. And we saw what Daniel Jones can do in a run play option. Like so, all those rushing yards do add up as well because we did speak speak about Justin Fields in the Mm pregame. Like he had like fifty two yard, like fifty five yards in the first half from rushing. So and we did get to see him do that against us because the pocket collapsed. He decided to leave the pocket. So it seems to be our Achilles heel. Like whenever we're we're just too aggressive. That seems to be. I mean, it's not a bad thing. I like yeah. the fact where I love the fact that we're being aggressive when it comes to the pass rush and whatever, and that, but it comes with a cost. And that opens up the gaps for, like, so if the pocket collapses in the quarterback and there's a gap, they're going to run through that. And next thing you know, they're like 10, 15 yards upfield. So that plays a part to it as well. But in terms of like, so the running backs, though, like, <sighs> the whole Hankins thing, yeah, I, I think it's, I, I agree with you in that, Jamie. I think, maybe a, a bit too soon for him to come in but he still contributed you yeah. know, i can't i, I can't can argue with that but i just think if that's if that's the only thing we need to really work on is just ensuring that our we're, we're just closing up those inside gaps a lot more
1: i think i think you know th- this game was it was a tail two halves in some respects that, you know, if you look at the, the stats after the first half, both Montgomery and Herbert were um, kept in check pretty much in that first half and it was obviously Justin Fields was doing the running. Um, I think maybe Dan Quinn made adjustments in the second half or at halftime that, you know, try and crack down on uh, Justin Fields and then You know, obviously that takes away from your effectiveness from stoppings like um, Montgomery and Herbert um, because they they did their biggest damage in the second half, I think. Um, You know, and and then obviously Fields still has the elusiveness that he can get away and get down the field. But, I mean, as I say, this is the... And, you know, the the commentators were making a big thing of this. This is the third week running that they've had back-to-back-to-back 200-plus yard Rushing games, and to 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 go back to the last time the Bears did that, you're talking. I don't even think. I think it was back to when Gail Sayers and Cole were running the backfield. So 1960s. So you're not even talking when Sweetness and Cole were were in the in the offensive backfield in the late 70s and early 80s. So.
3: Yeah, I'm just, I'm just looking at the, like, in terms of, like, the scores and stuff like that. Second half, the, the Bears had their most success in terms of putting the points on the board. They scored 17 points in the second quarter. And the third, third and fourth quarter, there were six points each. Um, So even though they were be, maybe more effective in terms of moving the ball against as in the second half, perhaps, as you're saying there, Lorne, but the end of the day, they didn't take full advantage of it. So. Yeah. And again, that again was back down to the rest of the defense that they did their job and the managed to keep them down to only twelve points in that whole second half. Yeah, yeah.
0: So I'm just going to pull up Christie's point here. Parsons' touchdown was my favorite part of the game.
2: <laughs> Go on. I, Jay, I, I'm you. just going to elaborate on that because I was thinking, uh, do you know what the most the, the, the shocking, the most shocking part of that? Comment in some aspects that that is his first touchdown in the NFL because uh, he's, he's been that monstrous, he's been that dominant since he came into the league that it's taken this long to get his first one. I thought he would have had more than that by now.
3: Yeah, it's how, how, how do you define that though Jimmy? He's a defensive player, like he's not, well, so I mean, I mean, because like, <laughs>
2: of, of how destructive he's, he, how many times he's. He's made plays where the ball's come free. I oh, would have thought he would have yeah. scored more defensive touchdowns. than, Or, or it would have yep. not taken this long then maybe to get it. You know I mean, a season a season and a half to get his first defensive right, touchdown. Right. I it would come a lot yeah. earlier.
3: I think the biggest shocker for me in terms of that whole s- situation was what the hell was Justin Fields thinking avoiding contact? Like, all he had to do was just touch Parsons and the play was dead. Yeah. And he decided to jump yeah. over. Him. <laughs> and after he did that, I was, like, I was like, "Wait, wait, ball's still alive! What the hell?" And by the time Parsons got back up. It was a live ball, so buffed. even even the even the announcer was everybody uh, was, was like the, same, the, 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 the whole offensive line were like, that. "Wait, where's the referee calling?" They all stood and watched. Right? And it,
2: I think he showed oh. a slow motion replay of it, didn't he? And like as he jumped over him, he just heard the announcer go, "Whoa, what's he doing?" <laughs> Yeah.
3: Like, yeah. I, I, I could not believe it like Justin Fields must feel like an absolute spanner thinking about that now Austin I mean, uh, what's I, happening?
1: Yeah, I mean I, I don't know if he had a brain fart for a second and thought he was back in college because obviously in college that that ball would have been dead um, mm. without any contact so maybe there's something like that but um, <clears throat> I, I I, I've said, you know, it, it, maybe he was putting on put. He was putting on the show for potential draft picks. That you know, this is how you do a vertical <laughs> jump. You know,
3: um, I think he's more. <laughs> I, th- I think he was more thinking about doing some fancy stuff for the pro Bowl if he gets selected. Because mm. <laughs> you know, because now they are they are not doing the games anymore. They are all doing the whole fancy stuff like yeah. pretty much. It's pretty much a combine <laughs> over again. Yeah. Uh,
0: Jamie, we have a comment here for you from Austin. He said he
2: saw you at the game on Sunday. Why didn't you say hello? <laughs> I'm <laughs> disappointed, man. Uh, you could have had a picture and oh, everything. Oh, that would have been... That, picture of oh, oh, Pine, the
3: Oh, God, you and Jäger, oh, jeez. That's uh, to be
2: fair, right. They would turn it down. I think. I think Ian and Sue were very. Uh, he Ian says he. he well, apparently, well, apparently
3: Austin says. Oh, hold on, he
0: hold on. You did say though, Jamie.
3: Were you that mad with you, Jamie? I only had were two pints.
2: I'm trying to think. Two, you only had two points. My <laughs> backside. No chance. Yeah, we 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 only, we drove down for the day. Me then We drove down for day. I'm trying to think. I can't remember. Any, I, I apologize. I honestly can't remember seeing anybody. I was rushing to get in. You're right, mate. I must not have heard you. Apologies, mate. I must not have heard you. <laughs> I, I honestly cannot remember seeing anybody in a in a, in a galaxy, so I Apologise,
3: Austin. What, what James was trying to say, he had not two pints, but he had two yegas, and it really hit his system quite oh, quickly. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and, and, and he's he's right. Yeah, I did have I did have I did have my white Roma jersey on. Yeah, so I, Apologies, Austin. I um. Oh! Ah! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, no way, I know. No, it's come to me now. Um, I feel like I, it was outside the stadium, wasn't it? It was outside the stadium as we were walking around. Now, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't see the jersey I'd on. Now, I can remember, but yeah, I didn't see the jersey. That's what's coming me. When you this, did. Is, this is yeah. absolutely brilliant. That's not, that's, <laughs> that's yeah, no, that's, that's, what, <laughs> that's what threw me. Oh, oh that's, that's me. harsh. No, <laughs> uh, it it threw, it threw me when he mentioned the, the jersey because I um I can't, I can't remember seeing any any I can't remember seeing the jersey I can remember seeing the Cowboys the, the, just the, the jersey it's like something but not the number and yeah. shouting back yeah I remember now apologies Austin yeah like I said it was it was the Gallup comment that threw me
0: yeah Labarski's not letting you away with any of that Jamie no <laughs> but. Look, get, get, getting back to talking about it, and sorry, I'm just going to try and pull the comment up here. Um, There was someone. Uh, Should we be concerned about the health of our defensive backs? Because Malik Hooker was a scratch for Sunday. Um, Kearse and Wilson both went out, so we had Mugwamu and Bell in at certain points. Um, We've lost Jordan Lewis for the season. Anthony Brown is not playing well. You know, so are
3: we concerned with this with with our secondary? Somewhat, I'm not in danger zone concerns. Yeah, I, I do feel with the system that we've got from Dan Quinn, and it's very plug in and play right now, so yeah. it doesn't matter who we put in, I think they can still put in a good shift. So, um I do agree though, Brown's not being the best. Like, I'm really I'm really hoping Brown really makes a a standout game because I've been saying for weeks, like I was really hoping he would get be the one that makes a pick six, but yeah. she's not been it's just not been happening right now. So uh but yeah. Yeah. I, I, I certainly think the health
1: is an issue, especially with the safety. I mean, obviously, you know. I think the bye week has come at the best time possible because obviously you had Malik Hooker resting this week. You 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 lost both Wilson and Curse. Uh, you know at various points during during the game, and you had McQuaime coming in. You had Marquise Bell, um, both both of whom I think actually performed admirably. You know, mm-hmm. and this is, this again goes to the coaching of th- these guys that you know were. We're being able to bring these guys in and plug them in and play, um, you know, and they're not being a liability as such. Now, again, you could say it's quality of the competition that you're seeing at the moment, um, but who who knows? Uh, who knows that uh, you know ag- against a, a better offense or whatever, you know, that will be a liability, um, or you know. Um, <laughs> The coaching staff haven't gone away from Anthony Brown. Anthony Brown is still on there now. Is that a question about um, Kelvin Joseph or Nashawn Wright? Because you're not seeing them on the field as much. Yeah. I thought Deron Bland played very well from the slot. Uh, he broke up. He broke up a, um, a potential pass, a touchdown pass as well in in the first half. I think just after, just after we'd had the interception negated. Um, you know, Durham the the Bears tried for the end zone. Um, in fact, we jumped offside as well, and the Bears the Bears tried for the end zone because they had the free play, and you know, Deron Blam broke it up. So, um, we are getting some something from all of these guys, but it's just a case yeah. of, um, you know, it's it's the quality of competition that we're playing at the moment, and we won't see it until we've we've got bigger and better coming up.
0: And look, let's be let's be honest. As bad and all as a season the Packers are having, there's nothing more enticing to Aaron Rodgers than the Dallas Cowboys uniform to turn it on. Yep. Oh,
3: always, always that guy.
0: Oh, always. It doesn't matter when it happens. But uh, I think I think I'm going to pull this comment up because it is comment of the night. Beer's on me at the next London game. (laughs) For a Yorkshire man to write that sentence,
3: Austin, you'd be bankrupt if that's the
2: case. (sighs) I tell you what, I nearly cried when I bought a a beer in the green man. It was six quid in green man. And then when you went into the stadium, it was seven pound (laughs) twenty. I blame Tories, me.
3: We can blame them. All, much that's, a, more, uh, that's that's
2: all. That's another week in it. That's a different. That's a, that's, that's, a, that's a whole, whole new, different <laughs> conversation.
3: Though. But,
2: I I think I paid fifteen
0: dollars for a bottle of beer at Levi's Stadium.
3: Fifteen dollars for a beer. I think it
0: was either eleven or fifteen
3: dollars. Think when
2: we went beer. to we went to AT in twenty sixteen. I bought six bottles i think is it, it's miller light paul isn't it is it's what like that yeah it's miller, or... miller Lite, yeah. yeah it cost me cost me just over 60 just over 60 for six bottles
3: that's crazy yeah, just man. crazy mad uh, i'm all about happy hours and bars man we can get your 2 dollar beer so i'm all, all about that
2: <laughs> I'm glad he said that and not something else I, i'll i'll leave that to her paul <laughs> oh <Oof. laughs>
3: so
2: <laughs> before
0: before we finish talking defence, look let's talk about Damone Clark and the impact he had on that game on Sunday this is a guy who is coming off spinal fusion surgery in March of this year, he was expected to redshirt this year and he came in and played 40 snaps on Sunday Remarkably. and he didn't look out of place
3: just yeah. simply, simply remarkable. This again goes down to our medical staff
0: mm-hmm.
3: getting him up to a certain point. Like, I we look at, I keep mentioning this the wonders they've done bringing players back a way ahead of schedule. And it was so great to see Clark getting on the field, but he contributed big time. Yeah. Um, very exciting times, I will say that. Very exciting times. Um, but again, big shout out to our medical staff for what they did for that, what they did for like some former player, Jalen Smith, they did it for numerous players with so many injuries and that, and they've always seemed to come back ahead of schedule. Even Michael Gallup came ahead of yeah. schedule.
2: Yeah, I yeah. think just getting any kind of snap out of him this year is a massive bonus because were. Oh, he yeah. wouldn't even, potentially wouldn't even played one snap. So getting, getting him on the field is... In his, it, like I say, in his first year as well, he's he's just I, I, a massive bonus. And like I said, it wasn't even a disappointing performance for it. came No, he looked, he looked
3: he looked yeah. decent for what he did. I'm just looking at the stats just now. Like six total tackles and one solo. Yep. Are, that, that's
0: agree, fifth, yeah, that's
3: uh, that's that's fifth highest of of within our whole defense. Highest was obviously uh, Wilson, then Kirsten, Diggs, then Fanderish, then it's Clark. I mean, top in the top, you're in the top five within our whole defense that contributed. So, and I think it's just remarkable. So fair play to him, outstanding. Um, I was trying to say, something and as this, as, as Laborski
1: says, he was he was clocked on next next gen starts at 22 miles an hour. So he was he was I think he was involved in chasing down one of the the fumble plays as well, um, and. Um, you know he he clocked the twenty two mile an hour, um, mm. you know, and he he's showing off the speed. He was asked at the end of the game, was he thinking about his neck? And he said no. So again, that's that's good. But goes back to the goes back to the going back to the medical staff. I mean, they're the yeah. ones that identified the problem as well back in the combine. So and um, you know they did us they did us a favor because he could you know if no if nobody for, had uh, identified that he could have gone for, in the third round second or third round you know yeah
3: sitting third round the next thing you no, know, he could be out for two or three years for, regardless like if they even never got that sorted and yep. we managed to get our, managed to get ourselves an our bargain essentially and and if you were to kind of go back and say what like do you expect to see the man club play in week 7 in the nfl this year you'd be like nah not a chance mm-hmm. and uh yeah we're getting the bots coming in now great oh. blocked blocked there we nice go hmm. no one wants to see that i'm gonna, gonna
2: get the link <laughs> 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 the joys of having me on boys
0: DJ Dog just bringing up the point there that Britt Brown is one of the most important people in the organisation, absolutely absolutely 100% Um, we do have a question there from Lebarski, I'm just going to throw it to you seeing as we did talk about wide receivers and maybe picking someone else um, James Washington will he make a difference to this team? Yeah. Personally I say no, and I said that in the off season, I don't think He's going to add anything, but I'll let you gentlemen have your say on it.
2: I think he will, just for the fact it gives him an extra weapon on the field. Um, there's only, only so many you can cover. So somebody's going to get free if you've got an extra wide receiver out there.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's a former Boletnikov award winner in college as well. So, I mean, they don't hand that award out willy nilly. Um, you know, it just so happens he 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 went to Pittsburgh around the time that Ben Roethlisberger's arm suddenly, you know, lost all its power. So, he, he and you know he then lost out to obviously guys that were capable of handling screens and things like that. Chase uh, Chase Claypool, who again is is no longer with the Steelers today as well. He's he's yeah. been traded off today. So, uh, ironically, to to the Bears as well. So, um but you know washington if if he gets back in this you know obviously they'll be activating his 21 day window this week i think the plan is um you know if they get him back on the field we'll see he has the speed that can t- take the top off for defense so again that's that's a factor in this as well um but and he should have had a lot of learning study time in the in with the coaches as well. So we'll see what comes of it.
0: Yeah. So before, before we do get out of here, obviously we want to give a little bit of love to our special teams contributors. Brett Mark went 100% again this week. And Brian Anger, I think this might be a record. An 83-yard punt and a 71-yard average punt distance. Yep.
1: That was
0: so yeah,
1: line on it yeah and it, and if 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 we'd only you know if the if would only actually angled it a bit higher or something like that i think it was the way the ball bounced or something but we we literally missed out on stopping it down at the one by mm-hmm. you know ha, half a second or so yeah um you know otherwise that cuz it ended up being a net 63 on that play cuz obviously it went into the end zone for a touchback um, yeah. But I mean, you know what we're getting out what we're getting out of these guys on special teams as well. Everything is complementing each other this year. That the defense is stop getting the short fields. Um, you know, if we're we're not throwing picks because we're not trying to make something happen off on offense. And you know, the the special teams are capable of flipping the field as well. So. Um, especially Turpin. Turpin had a couple of good returns as well. So I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. um, you know, it's it's only a matter of time. And uh, I think, you know, especially when uh, in the next few weeks, where we've got these cold weather games and the ball's not going to get punted as far. Um, you know, Turpin's Turpin's going to break one of these. Um, and yeah, there's a there's a question, Hendershot, I mean that. That that was just a very good play by the um, Bears punter that he m- managed to angle the punt away from Henderson coming through um, and get it away. Because I mean, I, I I was sure it had actually gone through his arms, but it actually curled round him. So mm-hmm. um, it was just a very good move by the Bears punter, to be honest. Yeah.
0: So anything else you gentlemen would like to discuss before we before we wrap up for the night?
3: Nothing really much as to really say. So we're actually kind of getting in, into a bit of a rhythm now. Uh, we've no yeah. Dark Being coming back now. We've got the bye week. We can fairly get some of our injured players a little bit of rest now. Um, yeah. A lot more game for me to digest in terms of the study, in terms of the Green Bay game and whatever and that. So we're six and was it six and two where we are now Yeah. Six and we're, two. we're in a, we're in a good position right now um yeah I'm I can't really have any complaints right now so bring on dream bay I see
1: yeah and let's let's just hope that the guys are sensible I mean mike McCarthy's given them the rest of the week off now um let's just hope they're sensible and we're not hearing stories of People testing positive for DUI and what have you that we had last year. So, um,
3: yeah. If if there's one thing I will encourage our players to do is just get an Uber, don't drive, yep. get an Uber. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: well as we, as as we said at the start of the show, um, obviously it's 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 not a normal week for the next week with us. So Thursday night, Mike will be here with with some of the boys and we will be having a Fan Rant show. So what is discussed in that show is totally open to you, the viewers of the show. So join in, let us know all of your thoughts, what you want to talk about. It's your show. And as we said, for next Tuesday, we will be having a show. We'll be having a look back at the draft just gone and a look ahead to the draft which will be upcoming and what might or might not shake out in that we'll try and give you a few names to watch out for over the last month of the college football season and heading into bowl season but before we get out of here obviously we're going to pay we're going to pay the bills so if one of you gentlemen would like to call it out
3: uh, yeah, guys. So, if you're planning on going to a Daz Cowboys game this year, be sure to go with Cowboys Experience for the meet and greet, stadium tours, game tickets, and tailgating experience. Get to meet players like Jane Overchek, Micah Parsons, Sype Martin, Travis Frederick, and many, many more. And also including Hall of Famer Drew Pearson. Like I said, guys, like these guys will treat you like absolute royalty. And all you need to do is use the discount code at UK Cowboys. And what if you use that code for guys? What do you get? You get free stuff. So Sweet. don't be a clown, use the code. And before we actually go, actually, I just seen a comment here. Uh DJ Dodgers posted up there. It's like Green Bay plays Detroit. Hawkinson traded from Lions to Vikings today. What?
1: Yep. Yeah. For yeah. a second yeah. and the fifth rounder, I think it was. Yeah. So we're wow. gonna face Haw- we're gonna face Hawkinson again in two weeks' time.
2: I think that was the f- I think that was the first trade today, was not
0: it? Wow. Yeah, Yeah. it, was,
2: it came through. Yeah. About.
0: And so the, the 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 main trades today what it was Hawkinson Bradley That's Chubb um Calvin Ridley and
2: William William
0: Jack William
2: Jack Pauls face then with the Riddle, yeah, he, went, he went to the Jags for a fifth round pick.
3: Yeah. You're, you're joking. Yeah.
1: yeah.
2: And the, and the incredible
1: thing is, he was banned by the NFL for the Jacksonville betting on the Jacksonville Jaguars to beat the spread on um, on the game against Atlanta last year. Yeah. Was it?
2: Oh, wow. Was it, um, was was, on, was on Smith yesterday? Was that
3: today? Yeah, uh, it was yesterday. Yeah, yeah. He went to the Ravens.
0: And um, just just especially for Pauls on Tyree, Paul has been picked up. <laughs>
3: That, that joke's it's way past its expiry date now. It's not even funny anymore.
0: So, uh, if one of you gentlemen would like to call out our, our friends.
1: Right, so check out our Ring of Honour here, Talking Cowboys, Hanging with the Boys, Blogging the Boys, which Paul's obviously on with his great show, The World's Team with Meg. Mick mm-hmm. Shots, um, Pick Six, Skywalker Steel, KT Funhouse... Um, you know, check these guys out. Helps helps build your knowledge. Um you know, these guys are always dropping little tidbits that they're picking up as well. So um it, it's great for building your knowledge and understanding of what's happening around the team. Yeah.
0: And Jamie, I'll let you call the last one.
2: Yeah, as we mentioned previous shows, 2023, we are finally doing a group trip. Out to Big D to watch the boys play at at t Stadium. So stick with us over the next coming months for more details. But if you're interested, drop us a line either on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, um, so we can get you the, the knowledge of what's going to happen. But yeah, it's going to be a big one. So get your names down, come and join us out there.
0: And, and we do promise Jamie will actually talk to you and we'll remember talking. To
2: <laughs> yeah never gonna lose that down no no and then unfortunately
3: and then unfortunately you won't probably unlikely see this mustache again so
2: no man you 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 must grow that for the the trip paul
3: hell no hell no (laughs)
2: Hell yeah
0: So as we say, everyone, look, Thursday night, nine o'clock here in the UK and Ireland. Um I think it's actually four o'clock on the East Coast and three three o'clock Texas, I yeah, yeah, I think
3: it's I think it's back to five hours at the moment till the US yeah. talks go back.
2: Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, I think it's, it's so, about a week or we're about a week or two in front yeah. of the savings, aren't we?
0: So yep. we will be we will be back. So it's a good night for me anyway.
3: That's a good night for me.
2: It's a good night no, from me. Safe. Good Cowboys.